Yeah, it's not very often we get to welcome a uh, uh, a Harvard alum to wow. the airwaves. Yeah, so. I know exactly. Does, does he know about our education? <laughs> Well, uh, Gary Reinbold, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're uh, at the University of Illinois with the Department of Public Affairs, uh, Public Administration. Uh, so, I, I, you sent me your your blog post that really delved deep into some of the numbers from COVID nineteen and all the various data points there are. Uh, and with your uh, education level, of course, I'm sure you can really take a, a deep dive into these things and unpack them in such a way. But for for those who don't do the specific types of modeling and the crunching of numbers and using this particular demographic versus you know that stat and 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 combining all these things give us i guess the the easiest takeaway of what you did why you did it and what some of the conclusions you drew uh from all of the various data you uh you reviewed in comparing downstate illinois uh to states of similar demographic uh, and the different approaches they took when it comes to combating COVID-19. Sure, I'd be happy to. First, let me say, I started by doing something else with this. I have been doing um, county-level projections for Illinois, and in particular focusing on downstate Illinois, because while there are lots of good models out there that you can access on the Internet with you know, state-by-state data, there are very few that would provide specific county-level data for Illinois. So I was doing that. I'd been doing that for a while. And then it occurred to me that since I had the data as the stay-at-home order was going on in Illinois, I I noticed that there were several other states around us that didn't have stay-at-home orders. So I thought it might be interesting to compare what was happening in downstate Illinois with what was happening in these other states near us that are somewhat similar to downstate Illinois. Uh, places like Arkansas, Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota. Um, you know, there are about six other states, I think, North Dakota, and I'm forgetting one right now, but uh, that are in the same central part of the United States here that never enacted a statewide stay-at-home order. And also I had sort of a background on this because I lived in downtown Chicago for uh, 12 years, and now I've lived in Springfield for 11 years. And so I know the difference in lifestyles between the two places. You know, it's virtually impossible to socially distance in downtown Chicago. You, know, you have to ride in elevators with other people. You have to ride public transportation everywhere you go. Whereas in Springfield, it's relatively easy to stay six feet away from other people if you want to. So it just occurred to me that you know, it might make sense to have a different approach in downstate Illinois than was necessary in Cook County. So I, I thought I would just take a look at it and see how the statewide stay-at-home order had worked in downstate Illinois by comparing downstate Illinois with these other nearby states that didn't have statewide stay-at-home orders. Gary Reinbold and joins what, us with the uh, University of Illinois. He did an independent uh, kind of analysis of uh, various data points uh, comparing downstate Illinois with uh, uh, its statewide stay-at-home order that was in place for uh, March all throughout April. Uh, and comparing that with um, states that didn't have statewide approaches to this. Um, and, but one thing that we have to be sure to, to highlight here, Gary, is uh, these other states you looked at uh, outside of Illinois, they still had guidance, right? They still had the social distancing and the masks and things along those lines. They just didn't have like a statewide edict of uh, stay home, correct? Oh, that's definitely true. They still had extensive restrictions. All of the states have closed their schools. All of the states closed a lot of their businesses. Um you know, they varied a little bit in how much they had. In South Dakota, was fairly relaxed. They had a lot of businesses that were still open. Um, Iowa, on the other hand, um, you know, had virtually had a stay-at-home order. They didn't call it a stay-at-home order, but there was no place to go. Um, so 
they varied a little bit, but yeah, they still had most of the restrictions that we had. We just had this one extra layer um, as compared to those other states. Now, looking at some of the uh, various things, uh, tell me about what you found, uh, how effective the stay-at-home order was for people to actually stay at home and not travel. Uh, tell me about the, the case, the positive case numbers in comparison to these other states, and then also uh, get to um, uh, that uh, the number of uh, deaths from COVID per capita that you found. Sure. And and first, before I discuss that, I just want to um, say that, you know, the data that we're using for this, we're never quite sure how much faith to, to place in them. The case data in particular, people think that we're widely underreporting the number of actual cases that are out there, um, just because a lot of people are having fairly mild cases and not getting tested. Um, so, you know, estimates are there could be five to 20 times as many cases as are actually being reported. Um, the death data thought to be a little more accurate. It may still be undercounted to some extent, but not not as much as the case. Yeah, a lot of this preliminary. A lot of the data, anytime you look at this type of public health data, uh, there's always an asterisk that says preliminary data. <laughs> that That's why. And this will all change. And at the end of it, we'll be able to get a better idea of what actually happened um, and, and look at it more carefully. Um, but when I looked at it, what I expected to find certainly is that because we did have this extra layer of restrictions, um, people have always talked about this trade-off that's happening between public health concerns and economic concerns. So I expected that when I looked at it, we would be better on the public public health issues, that we would have fewer cases per capita than these other states that didn't have stay-at-home orders, and we'd have fewer deaths per capita than these other states that didn't have stay-at-home orders. That's just what you would naturally expect. And But then I expected that if somebody did the economic analysis, which I didn't do because I'm not an economist, that we might be worse on some of the economic aspects. And so then there's that trade-off, and you need to decide, you know, how much is it worth? And then the governors discuss this often, the balance between people's lives and people's livelihoods. Um, but when I looked at it, I was a little surprised because I did find what I expected in terms of cases. Um, and I looked at this many different ways with many different ideas of comparing Illinois to these other states. You can, you know, just simply average the other states you you can do more sophisticated analysis to try to find other states that are more similar. Um, but no matter how I looked at it, we really do have fewer cases per capita in downstate Illinois than these states without stay-at-home orders. Uh, and so that was promising, and you know, that was, again, what I expected to find. Uh, but when I looked at the number of deaths per capita, I found something I didn't expect to find, which is that we actually have more deaths per capita um, than this comparison group of other states. Um, significantly more deaths per capita, 40 to 70 percent more. Um, so that's concerning. So when the governor says that the stay-at-home orders, the statewide stay-at-home orders worked, is the data you're showing indicating it may have worked to keep the number of cases low, but it doesn't seem to have worked to keep the number of, of deaths low? And which which do we weigh more? Well, you know, that's a good question. And, and again, with the data that we have, it's hard to be sure. And uh, you know, you can look at something else, too. There's, there's what we call mobility data, which is kind of interesting. A lot of the technology companies are making available data on how people are using their cell phones, where they're logging in from. Are they logging in from work or are they logging in from home or stores or places? And so you can track that and see how much people's behavior has changed compared to what they were doing before the stay-at-home order. And we did see in downstate Illinois that people changed their behavior. They went to work less than, than people in these other states. They went to retail places less. Um, they went to parks a lot less than people in these other states. And then they seem to stay at home a little bit more. 
Um, so we definitely change people's behavior. Um, and it seems like we lowered the case rate. But yeah, the death rate is, is concerning. And I should say that when I looked into that, this, the difference in death rate, this 40 to 70 percent um, difference, seems to be entirely due to nursing home death. Um, so, you know, and nursing home deaths in some ways are, are different than non-nursing home deaths just because, um, you know, the situation, it's, it's in some ways unpredictable, right? You just happen to have bad luck maybe and have an outbreak go through a nursing home with um, very vulnerable people, and that can spike your death rate um, very quickly. We saw that in Sangamon County a, a month ago or, or so. Yeah, sure. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, Gary, um, how can people find uh, your independent review of this uh, this statistical uh, data? Oh, sure. Um, well, they could go to my blog. Um, it's at blog.uis.edu slash Gary W. Reinbold, G-A-R-Y-W-R-E-I-N-B-O-L-D. And I, I got to tell you, uh, when I published this story after talking with you yesterday, <laughs> gobs of people reaching out to me. Hey, send me a link, and I linked it in the story, but uh, they wanted they wanted to see it yeah. uh, and break it down because again, it's so much information and data there, uh, and all the different ways you looked at it. It's uh, it's pretty remarkable, and I would imagine we're going to see updates to this uh, as we get more kind of solid numbers and, and analyzing the best approaches moving forward. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And uh, I'm actually looking right now at, at a larger group of states. You know, they're out of the 20 sort of central states in between the two mountain ranges, uh, 14 had stay-at-home orders and six didn't. So I, I'm looking at now at the group that of 14 that did have versus the six that didn't to see more broadly whether these stay-at-home orders seem to have worked, um, not just in downstate Illinois, but in states generally. Gary Reinbold, the uh, University of Illinois Springfield with independent analysis of COVID-19 stats. Greatly appreciate you taking the time this morning and boiling it down for us. Oh, sure. Well, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure.